Welcome to the Happy Healthy Hairstylist Podcast. This is the podcast for the stylist who wants to work their magic behind the chair and make more money, all without sacrificing their health both mentally and physically. I'm your host, Shelby Bancourt. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Happy Healthy Hairstylist Podcast. So today I am joined with my friend, Kellen McKenzie. She is a former salon owner, turned coach, and astrologer. She is so freaking cool. And, you know, I've been watching her on Instagram. We met on Clubhouse and I've been watching her on Instagram and she is just like a freaking radiant light. And I am just like loving her energy. And she just recently went on this retreat and I really felt inclined to talk to her about it because her energy is so high and it's so good and I want to bring that energy to you. But before we get started, I just wanted to remind you, we do not run ads on this podcast, but there is a fee. The fee is if you find that you learned something from this podcast or you loved this podcast, please share it with a friend. As we all know, in the hairdressing world, the best form of referrals is word of mouth. So I would really appreciate that you pay the fee and refer this to a friend. So without further ado, Kellen, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Shelby, for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, so Kellen, is there anything that I missed that you want to, like for the followers who don't know who you are, can you, is there anything that I missed? Yeah, it's funny. It's like, that's the little snippet that we can write in Instagram, right? <laughs> so yeah, I was a, um, currently I'm not um, doing hair, but in the industry for 16 years, a salon owner for over seven years. And I started studying astrology a few years ago and I have just dove right into it. And I've just intertwined astrology with my coaching to other salon owners. And it's just been a really cool thing. So it pretty much summed it up, Shelby. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So um, like I said, you went on this retreat and you went to Costa Rica. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah. um, It was really a life-changing experience that it's hard to put into words and even like reflecting on it since I since I've been back in the States, I mean, it's like mentally, spiritually, physically, the community I was with, um, totally life-changing. So the, the different things we did with energy work, um, different things we did with meditation and really just being for me absent from social media was such a gift and to be in a community of other people that are like-minded, growth-minded, spiritually-minded, um, it was really cool to be in this little container, you know, like this little bubble of really, um, really like-minded people. And to learn from each other, I always say there's nothing, co- there's nothing coincidence that happens, right? Like it's, we're all meant to be where we are in this moment. And in and, and that moment, I really felt that way. I didn't know anyone when I went on the retreat, which can be really scary. I've had a lot of people actually reach out and ask me about the retreat following. And um, it was it was a jump because you're like in a different country, you're traveling to unknown, you know, it's like fly here, jump in a, jump in a shuttle, go here. You're like, you don't know what you're doing, but I embraced it and I'm so glad that I did. So it was, um, it was, it was a, it was a, um, opening for me, I would say like, it was like, it cracked me open and it, and it, touched my soul in in a way that I've never had before. Mm, So what was your biggest take back from it? You know, um, for me, it was, it was a start. It was, it was a start to keep healing different, different traumas in the past, different things like I'm, I was caught up in different emotions that I stored deep, deep down that I honestly didn't even know they were there, you know, mm-hmm. um, things from my childhood, things from, um, past relationships, things from, um, you know, the, just 
what society tells us to be and what to do and and just things push down push down push down and a lot of it started to come up during that retreat <laughs> yeah Totally understandable. You know, I went on a retreat with um, Elizabeth Fay in February and we went to Tulum and it was a, I didn't know it was a healing retreat. I thought it was a business retreat. Um, little did I know I didn't do anything like no spreadsheets, no nothing. Like I thought we were going to talk numbers. I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. Cause I'm going to want to be like, I'm in Tulum. I'm going to want to be like hanging out by the water. And it was like, I remember Misty, um, Misty Jane, she was like, Shelby, bring some tissues because if you're going on this retreat, you're going to cry. And I was like, I don't cry. And I'm, you know, I came up with the happy, healthy hairstylist because I was like, that's me. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy all the time. And I didn't know that having other feelings was good. Like I was just like, no, if I could describe myself in one word, it'd be happy. But, and it's because I hadn't like, allowed myself to feel other feelings until that retreat. And it sounds so crazy. Like how many times do we hold back and we like just push down like tears? Like I'm, I'm feeling a certain way. And like, we apologize about these feelings to other people. And we're just like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just like, you know, I don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. And oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> going to the retreat was like the first time it was like, no, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to let out these feelings. Oh, Shelby, that is like you're preaching to the choir. So same for me. I was brought up in a family dynamic that I would say I wasn't allowed to feel anything but happy. Mm. So you know, that was, that's one thing that, that definitely has come up. And one thing I, I have been working on and still working through, um, I'm in a really cool, like course right now called tell me a story by my astrology mentor, um, Deborah Silverman. And she, she is cracking that, that, um, those feelings wide open. So everything you just said, I can relate to like, 100%. Like we're, we're diving into all the feelings and, and, and all the emotions and, you know, and truly like through therapy and through other, um, ways that I've been working on my healing and, and all these past things, you know, it's, I have learned that I, hide behind this mask of, of happy, right? Where I thought that was just who I am. Everyone's always been like, you're the most optimistic. You're the most happy. You always have a smile on your face, but I didn't realize what that was doing to me. And by not expressing my other feelings. Yeah. And like how, for me, it's almost like a title that I don't want. I don't want people to be like, oh, Shelby's always happy because then now I feel fucking responsible if I'm not happy. And, you know, the biggest thing that I'm trying to change is when someone is showing a different emotion other than happy, not asking them what's wrong. Because society <sighs> teaches us to say, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? Like, what do, what do you mean what's wrong with me? I'm fucking feeling an emotion that there's nothing wrong with that. So was that something that like happened? Am I alone in this? Like, was that something that like you noticed that people said? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it's like an instant thing. If, if like, I almost felt responsible to be happy mm. so that it, I wasn't making anyone uncomfortable or I wasn't uncomfortable. And when an emotion even comes up as, as a therapist just pointed out to me, I'll smile. Like if something is like hurting me and we talk about it or I go like into breath work or something, I'll come out of the, I'll smile and be like, why are you smiling? You know? And I didn't, like, I didn't connect the dots, you know, it, it's taken me a lot of work really. And, and it, and it is a, it, this like pressure, this responsibility, wherever we learn it, whoever teaches us these things, um, it is a, it is an interesting thing and you're definitely not alone. <laughs> you're definitely not alone in that. I can relate 100%. So what would you say to someone who is feeling like how you felt before the retreat? Like if you, if you could give someone any advice, what would it be? I would say that if you're, if you're, feeling 
called to make some changes. If you're feeling like you're, you're, you just don't know where to turn to or where to go, you've tried different, different modalities of, of therapeutic healing or therapy, um, and you're interested, you're intrigued, but something just hasn't clicked, then maybe you need longer than a one hour session. Maybe you need to get away like I did for a full week and really dive deep into a healing vortex, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. I think that we're all so like, you know, when it came down to the retreat, I don't know if you felt, I'm, I'm about to go on another retreat um, next week. And one of the things that I describe to my clients or to my friends who ask, they're like, oh, so what are you going to be doing? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know the agenda. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what the plan is. But it's like surrendering yourself and knowing that I'm going to be safe going on these retreats. I like... Everything is like, I'm going to get what I need out of it. I don't know what it is. And like, for sure, when I went on the one back in February, I had no clue I needed to learn how to fucking cry. Like, Mm -hmm. but I left there like, oh my gosh, I was like, I had to reintroduce myself to everyone. Like, I was like, hey, I'm Shelby and this is a new version of me and I'm not going back. Like, I legit for a second thought my boyfriend was going to break up with me, like coming back. And I was preparing my body for it. I was like, if he doesn't like this version of me, I'm not going back to the old way. He totally was so accepting. Let me just like throw that out there. I really didn't think he would break up with me. But if he were to be like, Shelby, you're fucking crazy and like totally deny this version of me and be like, why are you crying all the time and all this kind of stuff? And I was preparing myself to be like, nope, this is who I am. And there's something wrong with you. If you can't accept it, there's nothing wrong with me. (laughs) I, I totally know exactly what you mean. (laughs) Yes. Did you feel like you had to reintroduce yourself to people? Yeah. And it's still, I'm still learning myself. Right. So as we do, as we continue our journey of life, it's like, we're just, we're introduced to our next, next season, our next self, our next highest self, hopefully as we're growing and continuing to learn as we're on this planet. Right. And it really is like that. It's like, no, I'm really not that person. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to process it yet, but give me time, you know, and like, I need to feel these feelings and I need to keep exploring. And that's exactly, that's exactly how I felt in it. And some of the people I connected with, um, we continue to stay in touch and it's like, it was a, it's a similar thing as like trying to, um, integrate back into the real world after something like that Mm -hmm. is really hard. And I know we're not supposed to stay in little bubbles. Like I totally get that, but I also like, it was really nice there. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I know. I held on to it as much as possible. Like I was just like, Oh, I just want to hold on to this. And I think it, it really helped me hold on to the people who were there. Like the, the container of women that I was with, like, they're like my best friends now. Like, I'm just like, you guys understand me. You understand. Like, I almost felt like they understood me more than my boyfriend who's been with me for six years. I'm like, you guys just saw a completely different side that I've never shown anyone. And I think that was really cool. So you had mentioned the higher version of yourself. Can you describe that? What does that mean? Yeah. Like, um, the way that, the way that I kind of like to think about it is as my, as my mentor has, has, has taught me is like taking your observer and, and truly looking at yourself from, um, from different points of view, like getting out of your body. And when you can turn your observer on in any situation, in any conversation, any feeling, any emotion, anything that may come up again, that you thought you worked through that you thought, you know, but if you actually turn your observer on and realize that it's, it's your, um, it's your soul, right? It's your, it's your spirit. And you can come out of this body to almost just like, Oh, laugh about it, be lighthearted about it and be like, oh, I'm doing that thing again. Right. So like I, I consider that as like my higher self as my observer as, as it's my soul and, and truly what, what are we here on this planet to do? We all have different 
purposes, different. I really believe we are all here for different things. We've, um, we've lived through different past lives. We've learned different lessons. We're here this time. We signed up this time for something. And it's like, what is it? What do we keep relearning? And if we actually learn, we keep growing and hopefully we become, you know, the higher version of ourselves. <laughs> yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, the way it was described to me was, um, I like to think of it as like, when I die, I'm going to wherever I'm going to, like, let's say it's like a sort of form of heaven. Um, and I'm going to meet the person I could have been like the person who God or the universe or whoever I believe has put out for me, like, Hey, this is who you could have been. And it's a matter of knowing if I met up to that potential. So she's a badass bitch. She really is. Like, and I, I do this beautiful meditation all the time where I'm just like, all right, what does a higher version of myself look like? What is she wearing? Like, what's, you know, what type of shoes does she wear? What are like her legs look like? Are, are they, you know, are they muscular? Are they not? And I get into like super, super detail about it. So when it comes down to like making choices, I'm like, I know who that higher version of myself is and I know what she would choose. I know that she wouldn't like, you know, she has so much respect for herself and she only does certain things that are like good for her and good for like the people around her and like overall her, her life, her well being, And because I'm so into health, I, I incorporate that a lot into the foods that I eat, the exercises that I do. I'm like the higher version of myself would eat those things, does care about what she puts in her body. And I think that I like the observer. I like um, how you describe that when you're saying that this is a person who observes, because that is like another way of putting it for people who aren't so visual or like um, religious, because I think that mind kind of tunes a lot into like religion. And for some people, they can like be totally shut off. But I do like the, you know, if I were to take a step out of my body and my soul and like, who, what would my soul choose? What I, I like the way that you describe that. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting way to think about it. And um, that's what it is, right? It's like hearing what people how we how can we connect to to something and hearing people's stories, hearing a different version may actually resonate with someone because there's like a million different ways to to think do these things. You know, I was actually just talking about this with someone, like literally the perspective of how we, what we enjoy, even little things about how we run our businesses. And instead of like judging someone or, or thinking like that's not possible, it's like putting on a different like observer, right? Putting on your observer and saying, what could I actually learn from that person? And is that something I want to take with me? And if not, I'll leave it behind. That's cool. But that works for them and sharing it is going to help someone else. You know, it's like, someone's going to connect to that. Someone's going to connect to that story. So the more things that I build my toolbox with and my like life lessons with, like I try to share as much as possible because I think it's really important to have other people connect to something that can help their lives. Right. And like, even if it's this little thing of like, Oh yeah, maybe spirituality or or religion or something doesn't click with someone, but maybe, maybe something else will. Like, I love how you just said that, like maybe the observer will. So I, I just loved hearing you say that. That's really cool. Yeah. So um, I want to talk about you being an astrologer. So what does that mean? So it's, you know, it's so funny, like whenever we (laughs) become something, if it's not a licensed something, right? It's like, okay, well, we go to school for this and we learn it. And now we're, now we're something else. Now I'm, now I'm an astrologer. So how do you learn to become better? Well, you just keep studying it. You practice it, right? You put it into your daily life. And that's really what it was for me. So like becoming a hairstylist, yeah, you go to school, you graduate and you get your license, right? Sure. And, um, for some people it's more hours, some people it's less hours for this. There's, there's no like 
track to it. It's like you study it, but there's no like licensing you can do. You, yeah, you can become certified with different astrologers and, 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 and that sort of thing. But, um, and I just fell in love with it. My first class I took was all about, it was called interview and it was a level one astrology class. So it was all about really learning yourself. And when I put a lot of this stuff into practice into my life, I started to help some of my relationships around me, my friendships and, and starting to understand people better. I realized that astrology was helping me have compassion for people. It was helping me see them for who they really are as like what we're born with, like what our what do our birth charts really have in them that, that we're born with? We are born with life lessons. We are born with challenges and we are born sometimes under a lucky star. We are born with, you know, our career like highlighted. Sometimes we're born with struggles with our relationships with our mom, you know, and it can show up in our charts. Um, and it has just been really cool learning about people and their stories like as you probably can relate to being a hairdresser like i love stories i love hearing about my clients right so this is just like a different way of connecting even more dots but also giving them a permission slip of saying you know what you're born with that challenge you're actually born with that tension in your chart here it is it tells me everything um yeah you're going through a new cycle you're going through a saturn cycle you're going through a saturn return you're going through a challenging aspect or you're going through a really lucky time right now jupiter you have a jupiter return come you know like you can see these really cool things pop up in in someone's chart and getting to know someone, getting to know their story. Uh, you know, it's not about proving anything. It's more about, oh, does that resonate with you? How does that show up for you? How has that shown up in different ways throughout your life? And as an astrologer, I get to look at the chart, hear the person, really take in them as who they are, their unique you know, blueprint, like here's their cool blueprint and saying, you have really special gifts in this. Has that shown up for you? Or are you using those gifts? And whether they are or not, you get to hear about someone's story. And I just love it. I love giving them permission. I love being like, let your freak flag fly, baby girl. You are supposed to be this way. Like, please, like you aren't supposed to be in a typical relationship or yeah, you may get married five times because, you know, like you've got this planet sitting on, you know, like it's just really, really cool to just to, to allow someone to be themselves, give them that permission. I like to, um, and it showed up for me in such a special time in my life. I needed it so bad. And yeah, it's given me that like that myself, I've given myself grace and, and compassion. I've given more people since I've learned astrology and truly like working with my coaching students, I understand them better and working with really, or not even working with, but just like learning a friend's chart or, you know, I was talking with a friend on the phone and them telling me about a challenging time. I may not even tell them I'm about to pull up their chart and I'll be pulling up their chart, looking at it like, oh yeah, you're going through a challenging time, you know, but it almost hits them differently being like, thank you for validating that and letting me know it's going to pass. Like it's a, it's a short time. It's a, whatever phase you're in, or it's a cycle you're in, it's a transit and you are feeling those feelings extra. The planets, the universe, the stars are telling me, <laughs> you know? Mm, yeah. So that's, that's how I use it. And it's been, and I'm still stunning. I just finished a level three course. Um, and like I said, there's no like licensing to this, but it's all about, as we all know, um, of learning, right? And you just have to keep studying and keep learning if you want to be better at anything. So that's what I'm doing right now. That's so cool. Um, I have to introduce you to Lindsay. Lindsay Means. She um, is a human design coach for hairstylists. 
but she also like she um randomly was like hey shelby what's your birth like what what time were you born i want to know and she like gave me my birth chart and she was like oh my god you're an alpha like that totally makes sense and i was like what and she like gave me all this information to look into and i was like holy shit like i was put on this earth to fucking teach i was put yes. on this earth to lead people and like that I care about health and I care about the well-being of others and oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, yes, that is me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And like her even saying like, hey, these are your like biggest struggles in life. It's that people share their secrets with you and you don't know if you have to keep them or like you don't know what to do with those secrets. And I was like, wow, tell me I'm a hairstylist without telling me I'm a hairstylist. Like, you know, clients share everything behind the chair. And it, I struggled with it for a long time knowing like, do, what do I do with this information? Like I would like be heavy if someone would, like that's where like emotional discounting came into play. That's where like I started treating clients differently than others and then feeling that envy of this person pays less and here I am like, you know, spending this time with them when I could be taking a full on full price client. And it's because I don't know how to deal with their shit. Like, so finding out about like healing and holding space for people and not actually absorbing that energy and knowing that this is in my birth chart that I was going to struggle with this in my life and finding the tools to help me with that has been fucking so life-changing <laughs> that is so cool to hear you say all of that. And it is, it is life changing. You're like, yes, this is what I'm here for. I felt this way. I was born this way. I don't want to hold that back anymore. And it's your permission slip to be like, yeah, I'm going to lead. Yeah, I'm going to teach. And this is what I'm here to do. And it's really cool to see people kind of, it's like you knew that was there, but when you hear it and you get that permission from someone else, sometimes even a stranger, if you get just like your chart read from a stranger, it's almost better because you're like, how do you know me? Yeah. <laughs> and like, right? Like, you know all of that? Like, that is really cool. So, oh, I love that. I love to hear you say all of that stuff. I think that's really cool. What was the number one thing that, um, you learned about your chart. Um, yeah, there was a couple. So, and I keep learning more and more, which is crazy. Cause you've got to start with basics, right? It's like, again, being a baby hairstylist, right? We start with basics. You start with a few haircuts, right? We don't really know what we're doing. <laughs> and then the longer I've been studying and learning, I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. So, um, actually similar to you, I have, my Mars, which is your masculine energy in my, um, in my, in the house, which I like to call arena for anyone that is not familiar with astrology in English. It's like your arena, your focus of work. So my masculine energy does show up in work and it isn't a fire sign. So very similar to you can come across as a little more, um, can show up high road or low road, as I like to say, right? Like a low road can be pushy or bossy and the high road can be, um, playful and fun. And, and, you know, there's so many different terms that we could use for fire, but it is, it is like a masculine, um, energy that shows up there and it sits right on my mid heaven, which means, I am a leader and it's a leader in work and in the work arena, I have a, um, again, astrology talk stellium, which is just meaning I have a lot of planets living in that arena. So it's extra highlighted. So all about work, all about leadership. And, and I felt that, but when you have bad things that come up in life, as we all do, I definitely had some negative things come up during my salon owner ownership and leadership and things that really rocked that boat for me that made me question things, right? Like how we all question, what are our gifts? Are we supposed to be doing this? Like, what are we, what are we doing? You know, and is it my ego? <laughs> so when you just, when you learn like, no, that is you, that is who you're born with. That's your God-given gift. Um, that's what you were per put here for. Then it gives you that permission to be like, okay, 
what can I learn from this to continue to lead, continue to grow that, that muscle, right? It's like, I like to say, like strengthen the muscle of leadership, strengthen your muscle of confidence or whatever it is that you need to. So that was one really cool thing that I needed to hear at the time that I heard it um, to help me keep moving forward. And you know, there's only so much therapy that you can hear until you're like, oh, okay, that is me. I am going to, I am doing that. I am going to be a freaking leader and I am, that is who I am. (laughs) So like, that was definitely one thing at that time that I needed to hear it, that I heard. And it was a really cool thing. Um, the latest class I did take though, that I thought was really cool. My, um, my, mentor I had a lot of I have a lot of crazy stuff going on in my chart like just a lot of different squares and conjunctions and oppositions and all these astrology talks for like some are good and some are negative but just learning more about them and then how to take the negative tension bad things learn from them and make them more positive right um learning my life lesson one of my life lessons that I definitely can see see it being is um my true node, my North node is like your North star is what some people like to say. And that's really for me to slow down. And I can totally relate to that because I am like, what's next? What's next? What's next all the time? Like all this crazy fire energy. I've got so much freaking fire in my chart and learning how to still my mind, learning how to slow down. I have no air in my chart. I have no earth in my chart. So I am like all emotions and all fire. (laughs) So like when I learned that, I'm like, yes. So kind of back, actually going way back to what we were just talking about of tying in the um, not learning how to cry. I have all these emotions in my body that like my intuition and, um, you know, this connection, I have a really, really cool placement of my water charts that um, it's like, almost like a therapist or counselor and like things that I would love to do as a hairstylist, like learning about people. And like, I never had those tools of therapy to like help them, but I felt like I was helping them. Right. It's like a little therapist that comes out as a hairstylist, but learning that that's in my chart and that's a signature in my water, you know, being like, um, having like a water sign as my moon sign and then having all this water, I just didn't know what to do with it. Cause I didn't, learn how to communicate it. I never learned how to verbalize it. And I'm either like all water or all fire naturally. So I had to learn how to be grounded. I had to learn how to like communicate. And um, when I actually got that validation again, I'm like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. And yeah, I'm here to slow down. Okay. That makes so much sense because I'm like all this energy and I don't know what to do with it then I start to give myself that permission, mm-hmm. meditate, slow down. You don't always have to go out and be like going for a run, Kellen. Like you don't have to use your fire, like listen to yourself, you know, use, use that a little bit. So, um, that's been that I would say that's been my biggest takeaway from my own chart is like learning those parts of me that I need to develop. Mm. So how does someone find their chart? Do they have to like go through someone like you to get it read or can they find it themselves? They can totally find it themselves, but they just might not understand how to interpret. It looks like a different language basically. Mm -hmm. Right. So like it, it can look totally foreign, but the internet can be helpful. Some sites can be really helpful, but a free site to find your, your chart, like the full chart is astro.com. And that is, that's the one that I use. And you can find, you just want to start with the basics. You want to start with your big three, your sun, moon, and rising, and really understand how those three work because most of us know our sun sign and that's our ego. That's our personality. That's our life force. That's, that's like, you know, that's usually who we relate to sometimes believe it or not you do relate a little bit more to your moon sign because it's your emotional self so like you may relate a little bit more to your moon sign where people who know you and know your personality will definitely be like oh yeah she's a she that is her sun sign you know she's a leo she's a aries she's a virgo right or whatever (laughs) so once you start to understand 
the big three, then you can dive into like, even like taking one planet out and just learning that planet. So like your Mercury, if you want to understand a little bit more about yourself outside of those three, I say jump into your Mercury because that's the way you think. That's your mind. That's your intellect. So it can be in your sun sign, but it's not always. It can be the sign before or the sign after. And if you can like picture that, like for what, for an instance, like one of my friends, she's a Virgo sun, but her Mercury lies in Leo, which makes so much sense. Cause I'm like, you're not a real Virgo. And when I started to understand her chart, I'm like, oh, you're a Leo Virgo. That makes sense because her mind thinks so differently than what we think a Virgo is mm. like. So when you start to get into what each planet actually means, that's when it's really cool. So like that, I think the Mercury is a really big one. I like to touch on it if it's not the same as the sun sign. And if someone doesn't identify with their sun sign, like growing up, or if they don't know any, any astrology, I can almost put money on their Mercury is not in their sun sign. And mm -hmm. it's like my first indication. Right. And then outside of that, then we get to play with all the different arenas and houses. And that's, what's really cool about it. I like to think of it as like walking into an ice cream shop and you got all these flavors and we're a little bit of this, we're a little bit of that with a scoop of this and a scoop of that, you know, and some of us have like all fire. Some of us have no fire. Some of us are introverts. Some of us are extroverts and you really can't dive that far without someone reading your chart, of course, you know, like, yeah. yes, call an astrologer, get a birth chart reading done. Um, you can get, you know, like these little checkups, cosmic like checkups or, um, little forecast of what's happening right now in your chart. If you, if you're feeling a certain way and you're just like looking for more answers, but I do love personally, I would say if you're interested, you look it up and you want to know more and you're trying to understand it, get your birth chart read, do a birth chart natal reading. And it is like, it just kind of like gives you that little bit of interest that, that you're like, oh yeah, I want to know more. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, can you explain, so you explained the, the sun and the moon, but what about the rising? What does that mean? So your rising sign is your soul's purpose, like why you're here on earth this time around, what you're rising to be in this lifetime. And it can show up for you. And, and this can be, this has been explained. I've read it differently in different places, but what I have learned and from my, my mentor and teacher is, um, you know, it, it's, it's what your soul's rising to be this time mm. around. So it's what you signed up for. So if you are a, the same sun sign as a rising sign, that could indicate that your soul didn't learn its lesson and you need to literally learn the same lesson. And that's why you're a double, say Gemini or a double yeah. Leo or double whatever, right? Because you didn't learn it and you need to learn it. So you're rising still to be a Gemini or, or a Leo because that wasn't learned your past life. So that can show up in that way for some people. And um, some people may relate to their rising sign more um, once they start to get to know themselves. Um, and it's interesting. I've heard some astrologers say that if they walked into a room like this is the way they, I've had some people explain it. They walk into a room at a party or like a gathering that they don't know, they don't know who you are. They walk in, they will most likely guess your rising sign because they don't know your personality yet. Your personality, unless you're out there and you're talking and like all of that, they can guess your sun sign. But typically your, your rising sign is what shows up first before someone knows you. Then when someone knows you and your personality, that's your sun sign. So that shows up for the people around you. And your moon sign is really, really the most like intimate parts of you that you truly do not show to everyone. You may not even be that familiar with it until you develop these skills and these feelings, right? But even the people you live with may not even know that part of you. If anyone knows it, it's going to be the people closest to you. That's so interesting. You know, when I was told about rising, it's how others perceive you. 
and I'm a Scorpio rising and it's like, you're hot or cold. Like, and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I've been told that by so many people that they, they see me and they either like are so attracted to me and they're like, yes, like you're like, you're so bubbly or they're like intimidated by me. Like I'm like, I'm cold and I shut them off. And, um, so I'm just going to tell you mine. I'm a Leo. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm a Leo sun. I'm a cancer moon and a Scorpio rising. And ah. I have always heard like, like, you know, Leo, I was like, okay, yeah, like I'm a Leo, but I'm also like a homebody and I'm, and I love like being home. I love being in my shell. Like I live and work in the same building. I love being by myself. Um, but I am like, I do like, if you hand me a mic, I will fucking take over the show. So I, w- I was always conflicting with the Leo because I was like, yes, I do like to be the center of attention, but I also want to be by myself a lot. So when I learned that I was a cancer moon, I was like, oh, okay. I am a hermit. Like I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that makes so much sense. I'm a Leo sun also. <laughs> We, I swear to God, we always find each other and we run yeah. in packs. Like it's yes. just how Leos are. Leos are the best. <laughs> and, right. <laughs> and then I'm a Pisces moon. So very similar to you where like a water sign as your moon sign and your emotional sign. Here we are both like, we never learned how to cry. <laughs> like, <you know>? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's just, it's such a funny thing when you start to like um, unravel the story a little bit. Right. And Scorpio rising. Yeah. It can be an intense intensity, right? It can show up intense for some people. Um, but it's also like a really cool sign of like, like really diving deep into the unconscious and like psycho psychological things and spiritual things. And, um, it, and you're a double water. I mean, you've got cancer moon and Scorpio rising right there. You're a double water. So I, I would be interested. I have to get all your info now because I'd be <laughs> interested to see. And, and like, sometimes, when we have either a lot of something in our chart, like I was saying earlier, I have a lot of water, but I never really knew how to use it. So it can go one or two ways, either a lot of fire or whatever it is, or a lot of water could either be like, you're super, super sensitive and emotional, or you haven't learned how to use it. So Mm -hmm. it can, it can almost be like, think of it like, um, you're drowning, you freeze, like you're, you get, you have, if you, and again, I would have to see your whole chart, but like, if you have a lot of water, it could like almost be so intense that you freeze, which sounds like you're starting to de-thaw that, which is awesome. <laughs> thaw that out a little bit and let it run and let it flow and let yourself cry and, and all those great things and feel the feelings. But um, that's, what's cool about it. When you start to see it, it's like, yeah, I'm a Leo son, but what else is going on? All these other things, right? I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like uncovered so much for me. Um, just knowing that I'm, I am an emotional person and that even when it comes down to human design, my, my solar plex is an emotional solar plex. So the way I make decisions, I have to go through all the emotions in order to make a big decision. And it's so true. Cause I'll like, I'll be angry. I'll be upset. And then I'll be happy and I'll be all these things. And I'm like, man, I need just time to like process this. Even when clients come in, I, I do an in-person consultation before I do a, a service on a new guest. And the reason why I like doing it is because selfishly I need time to process what they want to do on their hair. I need to go through the emotions of, can I do this? Is this going to work? Um, can their hair withstand it? Are they going to like it? This is a big change. Do I want to even do this service? Do I want to like be up to doing this? Um, and I, I explain that to my guests. I'm like, you, I, I need time to think about this. Like I may wake up tomorrow and have like a really good idea for you, but time is like my best friend. And I've learned how to like use that in my business, which has helped me. So if you're like me and you like someone asks you to do something and you just don't know how to feel about it, maybe you just need like three to five business days (laughs) to process it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And finding ways to like use it in your business. Um, So it like, again, it goes back into like me emotionally discounting. I emotionally discounted people for so long because I didn't know how to deal with their fucking feelings. Mm -hmm. And it shows up in my chart 
things because everything is fucking connected. So if you're emotionally discounting, it's not just because you're a good person. (laughs) Like you can be a good person and charge full prices, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's just the way that you process things. Oh, totally. There, you know, most likely you're feeling all the feelings. You don't know how to um, move through someone else's feelings, release those feelings, right? Like we're not taught that. Like most mm-hmm. of us enter this career so freaking young. I didn't even know how to do my own feelings until I'm in my mid thirties. Like what is yeah. this, you know? So, so it's like, here we are for however many years trying to learn all these things and maybe run a business, right? If we're independent or a salon owner on top of it. And then you got the emotional discounting. We're taking on all this other stuff. We don't learn how to like, even like in Reiki, how to like, um, like let someone's energy go wash, wash our hands afterwards, like release sage, like whatever we need to do to literally clear someone else's energy from us and process it, giving, giving us permission of time to process it. Like, Oh, that's like, speaking to my soul, Shelby, I I definitely (laughs) cannot say it enough. Like, I love to hear you say that because more people need to do that. Definitely. So let's talk about releasing people's energy because I feel like that's something that a lot of hairstylists struggle with. Like, I always say this, our hair, like our clients, they sit in a chair in front of us and we release energy through our head, right? And our head is closest to our heart. So their head is closest to our heart is what I mean. So we are literally absorbing their energy straight into our freaking heart. So how do we release it? Isn't that true? I truly believe in exactly what you're saying, time. And um, and it really is a learning lesson for a lot of us because we haven't even learned how to release our own feelings and emotions, right? So when we get that awareness and we have that self-awareness, I, I do believe that is a learning process for us. And we're like, that is not my stuff. Where is that coming from? Oh, it's coming from literally everyone around us, right? And our clients, and here we are absorbing all their their thing. So what, what really worked for me, I like started to study like Reiki and read books and take like some things online. I'm finally going to do an in-person training, which I'm so excited about for a few, you know, a few levels of like really working through energy on someone, but you can literally feel energy. Like you can create energy balls with your hands. You can place your hands around people and feel their energy. You just have to be in tuned enough and still, and still yourself, still your mind to do all these things. So self-awareness, developing yourself, I do think is a huge part of it. And then learning how to listen, learning how to sit still, learning how to be truly like mindful. And and that really does come with stillness of the mind and meditation and things and, and learning what energy is, right? And when we learn what it is, and we learn we're absorbing it from everything around us. Energy is everything, right? Like um, I even talk about how like money is energy, right? Like energy is everything. So when we have all this energy, some of it's ours, some of it's not ours. We've got to be able to sit still and listen to ourselves. Like, you know, if we keep things in and our feelings in and other people's energies and these other energies, they can like, come up in like diseases they can become like illnesses and sickness I mean I've I've heard so many stories and um even thinking back to my childhood of no wonder all that suppressed um emotions and not learning how to move my energy around right um really turned into being sick for me and like you know, being in and out of doctor's offices and trying to figure out like what all these things are but for me I look at that as that was like suppressing my feelings. That was me not knowing how to move my energy around. So like energy, literally we can move it, right? We can run, we can exercise, we can sweat. We can also be still, we can meditate, we can stretch, move, do yoga and breathe is a huge one. Like taking deep mindful breaths and breathing and with intention, you know, saying things and being, um, saying like 
like truly what's my intention with this energy? What am I trying to do? Okay. I release this energy saying those words out loud, right? Mm. Verbalizing them. I release your energy. I release your energy, shake your hands, shake them like, so like dust them off and wash your hands, water, right? You want to like move it with water and drink water. And I even had like another astrologer tell me recently, like even after an energy session, she like literally goes pee and washes her hands because like you're moving water out of your body. Right. So like you need to like literally move things out of your body, which I thought was hysterical and so honest. (laughs) I'm like, thank you. Yes. Like release something and move it. So like, just think of that. Like, what do we have? What are we keeping in? And like, how do we move it? move your body, release it. And truly like I always saged the salon, um, open all the windows, right? Sage the salon, move the energy out, sage yourself, sage the bottom of your feet all the way to your head and keep the windows open and, and say those intentions, right? Say the intentions out loud. Like I move out any negative energy that isn't serving me. So I, I find all those different things have helped me, even if it's one of the things at a time, um, you know, even if it's just movement of the body, like something yeah. or all of them. <laughs> yeah. I used to, um, when I used to drive to work, cause now my, my work is in the same building I live in. Um, I used to like drive home with like the windows open. Cause I was like, I need just like quietness and like air. Like I just need to like circle around the air. I was also working in a suite. So there was no like fresh air. Um, but now that I need like a disconnect from like work to home and I shower I'm, I literally feel like I'm like washing off everyone's shit. Like, <laughs> I'm just yes. like, get yes. it off. Get it off. <laughs> and like, you know, our clients, of course, don't mean to like, you know, lay their shit on us, but it, it's just one of those things that like they do and we feel that energy and it's okay to feel that energy. It's okay to like, you know, know that you're like carrying that, but it's also okay to know that you need a way to release it. Mm-hmm. Big time. Oh my gosh. I love the shower. Like I 100% agree. And I did the mm-hmm. same thing or, or a bath, right. Or a bath. Mm-hmm. Like it, a, if you can take a bath, like literally get your salt Epsom salt or something where you can soak cleansing is the best, best way. Like if we could all jump in the ocean after work every day, that would literally be <laughs> mother nature healing us. Yeah. But I know we can't. <laughs> So like the next best thing, bath, the second next, take a shower. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, Kellen, this has been amazing. I thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing all of this knowledge. Like this is so cool. I can't wait to re-listen to it and look up what my Mercury is. (laughs) Um, So how can my listeners find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kellen McKenzie, and you can find me on my website at kellenmckenzie.com. So easy. I love that. Well, thank you again for being on the show. I appreciate it. And as always, you are what you think you are. Aspire to inspire, and we'll catch you next time.